For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Amen. Open your Bible with me to the book of James, James chapter 4 and verse number 11, as we will be today. And I want you to remember that the book of James was written to Christians so that Christians would know their own faults, but also for them to grow in their Christianity, to mature to a fully grown Christian. Amen. That's what the book of James was written for. So keep that in mind as we're going through the book, James chapter four and verse number 11. The Bible says, speak not evil one of another brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother speaketh evil of the law and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge, verse 12, there is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judges another? I want you to look at what it says. It says, speak not evil one of another brethren. He's talking to the brethren, to the saved, to the Christian people, to the church. I mean, it's to you. Speak not evil one against another. And to speak evil against a brother, is to judge that person. It's to judge their motives. It's the same as speaking against the law and condemning it, saying, I don't need that. It's worthless. I'm going to do what I want. And so to judge a person's motives, we can't do that. We can't see their heart. Only God can. Only God knows why they put that offering in the plate. Only God knows why they did this or they did that. Only God knows why they wrote a book. Only God, he can see the intent of a person's heart. And that's something that me or you cannot see. Oh, we can judge the exterior. And let me give you a little example. I was in line, I believe it was last week, and I got in the grocery line and there was a little lady behind me and I was standing in front of her. And as she walked up, I walked up at the same time. And so I happened to get in front of her and I stood there for a minute and I turned around and I noticed that she was carrying something real heavy. So I asked her, could I hold it for her? And I said, go ahead in front of me. And as she went through the line and she checked out and And she said, you know, I totally misjudged you. I thought you weren't a gentleman. I told, and she felt bad about it. But I, as I told her, don't feel bad about it. We all make mistakes. It's okay. But she just judged me by what she saw on the outside, right? And we can do the same thing. It is so easy to misjudge somebody, but careful doing that. It's not our job to judge them according to what God's word says. 
Speak not evil one of another, brother. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother speaketh evil of the law. What does the law say? Leviticus 19.18, Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people. Here it is. But thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. And I understand that's the Old Testament, but it applies to you today. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen? Hey, to break a law deliberately, if you know that's the law and you break it deliberately, you are treating it with disrespect and total contempt. You know, contempt. It's the same as saying that law is no good. It's worthless. It's useless. I don't have to obey it. And let me just say, that's when a person you don't have no respect for the authority. Who is our authority? God's word. God himself. But let me just say this. There's a lot of people wind up in jail for months, years. A lot of people wind up in prison because they have no respect for authority. And oh, we might look down on them, but we're doing the same thing when we don't obey God's word. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother speaketh evil of the law and judges the law. Who are we to judge the law. So that, that puts that you in a strange position, making you the judge rather than the one that's going to be judged. But that's only in your own mind. You have the right, you don't have the right, and I don't have the right to judge anyone. Only God and his word has that authority. And when a person does that, when I do that, or you do that, you set yourself up being superior to the law rather than subject to the law. You are setting yourself above the law saying, I can do this. I can judge this rather than you being right in God's eyes and being subject to the law. See, only God is superior. He's the one that can judge. He's the one that has the, the right to judge. Who are we to usurp authority over God and his word and make ourselves a judge? And believe me, it's easy even for Christians to do that. Well, why would they do that? What are they doing? Are they crazy? Why are they doing that? Isn't it interesting how two sailboats can go two different directions off the same wind? Isn't that interesting? You know, it's the same with the Holy Spirit. God can tell the Holy Spirit, the person to do this, and God can speak through the Holy Spirit to a person and tell them to do that. And we see it and we go, what? Why are they doing that? I just don't understand. No, you're not meant to understand. That's between them and God. If God called them to it and told them to, hey, most of the time it's blatantly obvious. Why? Because they are passionate about it and they don't quit. They keep right on going. Amen. So who are we to judge them? Who are we to look down on them? Who are we to place ourselves above the law rather than being subject to the law. Because listen to me, in the end, when we're judged by God himself, if you're saved, you'll stand before Christ one day. Now, the great white throne judgment is for the unsaved. That's for the people that are going to be cast into hell. But there is the judgment seat of Christ where he would judge the works that you did for Christ. Only the works that you did for Christ will last. All the other stuff that 
that you did that you thought you might have did for the Lord, but you was really doing it to look good. Those are wood, hay, and stubble. And the Bible says those will be burnt up. They'll be gone. But the rewards that you get for truly serving Christ, hey, we won't even be worthy of keeping them. The Bible says that we'll cast crowns at Jesus's feet. Amen. Because he is the one that's worthy. He is worthy. Amen. And listen to me, his word is worthy of us submitting ourselves to it and loving our brother as ourself. And by the way, when you're judging a person, you are lifting yourself up in pride. You see what you're doing is you're lifting yourself up over them. Yea, seventh thing, does God hate, the Bible says, and the very first one he lists is pride. God hates a prideful person, and I know that's a strong word, hate, but that's what the Bible says. Yea, does the Lord hate seven things, and the first one he lists is pride. And so, and we're all guilty of it, including myself. I'm preaching to myself here. It's so easy to lift yourself up above somebody, but listen to me. They're a speck of dirt just like you're a speck of dirt. We're all equal. Amen. The only thing, the only thing that makes us any good at all is the fact that we got saved and the and the Lord Jesus Christ took up residency in your heart. In our flesh dwelleth no good thing, ladies and gentlemen. So the more that you obey God's word, the more the Holy Spirit will strengthen itself within you and speak to you and lead you and guide you into where God wants you to go. But if you're always lifting yourself up in pride and judging other people and running them down and stomping on them and walking all over them and judging every little motive and move that they have, you see, because some, some people might just look at you just so they can tear you apart. They most certainly will. And you, if you're not careful, you'll do the same thing. Even if you're subtle about it, even if you never say a word, but you, the thoughts, God knows the thoughts and the intents of your heart, and we will be judged by them, ladies and gentlemen. Let's look with me now in the next verse, James chapter four and verse 13. Go to now ye that say today or tomorrow we go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Boasting about tomorrow. That's what this person is doing. Boasting about their self-confidence. And James here denounces being self-confident. Boastful, planning, independence of God. You see, what that is, is arrogance. And here he, he makes a good picture of like a businessman that's got a plan laid out to the detail. Notice, he thinks about the time. Today and tomorrow. The personnel. We. The place. He mentions such a city and even duration of time, spend a year there, and he talks about the activity he buys and he sells and the anticipated results, making profit, making money. This person has got a plan laid out. Now, listen to me. There's nothing wrong with having a good plan in your life as long as that plan comes from God himself and you know you and God have peace about it and God has called you to it, whatever it is, because not everybody's be called to be a preacher. Not everybody's called to be a missionary. You might be called to be a school bus driver. You might be called to be a mechanic. You might be called to be a drywall man. That may be the gift that God has given you. Amen. But listen, you can evangelize just like any preacher or pastor on the job site. As a matter of fact, you'll probably have more opportunity because you'll be around a lot more people to talk to out in, in the world, that is. 
So having a good plan is a good thing as long as God is in the center of it and you're in the center of God's will. But listen to what this person, this person is saying, go to now ye that say today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue their year and buy and sell and get gain. What is missing in that picture? Well, that person never once takes God into his business. That person never once says, I know this is God's plan. This is where God is sending me. And this is what God wants me to do. You know, in life, it is necessary to make plans. But when you do it outside of God's will, it becomes sin. And, and to say we will or I will, I will do this and I will do that. And I can and I'm smart. And I, there's a lot of smart business people in this world. But being smart doesn't make you right with God. Having a good plan of being smart doesn't put you in the will of God. No, which when you submit yourself to God, that is what truly makes a wise person. Because a lot of you can, anybody can say, I will, I will, I will. You listen to what Satan, Lucifer himself said within himself in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13 and 14. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Everything that he wanted to do is what I want. It's all about me. It's what I can do. I can, I, I, me, me, me. But listen, when you're a Christian, you don't belong to yourself. You've been bought with a price. You belong to God. You are a child of God. You are a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And so if we make plans and don't put God in the center of our will and pray and fast and know that, hey, this is what God has called me to do. Amen? It may not be make a million dollars. It may be work for just a minimal wage in a position where you're serving God and hey, you know that you're right with him. Because I promise you, promise you, if you chase those dollar signs all your life, in the end, you are going to wind up completely unhappy and miserable and unfulfilled and have an empty place in your heart. Because those dollar bills don't fill that. Those dollar bills don't make you right with God. Those dollar bills don't leave a, a godly legacy. They leave nothing but emptiness. That's what they leave. Oh, they look good. I like to use that fishing lure analogy, and you've probably heard me say it about how we go fishing. We use shiny lures, and it attracts the fish, and they chase after it, and they chase after it, and they chase after it. And when they finally get it, it's got them. And they want to let go, and they can't get away because it's, it's got them. And many, many rich people are like that. They lay awake at night worrying about losing their riches and what all they have. Listen to me. Paul Harvey said at the end, toward the end of his life, after all the people that he had interviewed, all the common blue-collar workers, all the rich people and famous people and popular people and people in government, after interviewing all those people, this is what Paul Harvey said, the happiest people in the world go home dirty every day. 
what he's saying is that common person that works hard, that don't have much, those are the happiest people out there. And listen to me, the truly happiest person is the person that puts the Lord Jesus Christ first. And when they put their God's plan in the middle of their life and they're subject to God's will, God's law, and God's way, that is the happiest person on the planet. That is the most fulfilled person on the planet. Does it, does it say it's going to be easy? No, the Bible says it's going to be hard. That you'll be hated, you'll be persecuted. Jesus said, hey, I didn't come to bring peace, I came to bring a sword. Amen. So many people in the world think Jesus was this weak wimp that walked along, just wouldn't hurt anybody's feelings, wouldn't step on anybody's toes. No, sir, no, ma'am. He called people out. He said, you snakes and vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? Amen. He called them out. When you, when you serve the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to come up against opposition. But in the end, you'll be the most fulfilled. Why? Because there is no better person to serve than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. I can think of nothing better to leave my family than to know that, hey, my dad, my grandpa, my husband, he loved God. He loved him enough to serve him, to put all his resources into seeing people saved. Amen? Because that's all that matters. I want my children to go to heaven. I want my grandchildren to go to heaven. That's where I want us to be, and I want to leave that legacy that that is what truly matters. All these shiny things on earth, the I wills and I wants and I can and I this, no, those don't mean anything. But the work that you do for the Lord Jesus Christ means everything. And in that verse where he's in 13, he says, I'll go in this city, I'll make a plan, I'll make all kind of money, we'll sell stuff, we'll get game, we'll live large, we'll have a big house and a nice car, and we'll live it up. But in the end, that is emptiness, and that is outside of God's will, and he's being boastful. He is bragging, amen, and that is a sin in the eyes of God. That is being arrogant. Arrogant is nothing more than pride. It's nothing more than pride lifting itself up, saying, look at me, I'm better than them. It is being self-absorbed. It's all about self, and you remember what Lucifer, Satan himself, says. He says, I, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above God's. I will sit in the most high. I will ascend. Everything that he said was about I, I, I. Careful, Christian, we can be the same way because the world puts out these lures. They look so good, but they're meaningless and empty. Look with me now in verse 14. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. It is wrong to plan as if tomorrow were certain. Don't say tomorrow. We do not know what tomorrow holds. Only God does. Our lives are as frail and as unpredictable as just a puff of smoke, just a woof, and it's gone and it disappears. Only God knows what tomorrow holds, and that's why it is so important to serve him. If you chase him dollars, you may not be here tomorrow, but hey, when, when you're chasing after God and his will, God knows what happens tomorrow, amen, and he's got the best plan for your life, and it's laid out. All you have to do is follow it. So our life is but a vapor. It's just here today and it's gone tomorrow. Here's a little exercise for you. Go out and find some of the oldest people you can find, 100, 105, 107, and ask them how long their life was. I've not yet found one that said, boy, it took me a long time to get here. But you know what every last person I've asked says? It was just, it went by just like that. 
It just, it was just over. It was so fast. It's unbelievable. You blink your eyes and turn around and next thing you know, you're an old man. It goes by just like the Bible says. Our life is but a vapor. It appears for a little time and then vanisheth away. And that is why it's so important to serve God and leave your mark for your family, for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Verse 15, for that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. That's so important right there. Those four little words, if the Lord will, if the Lord will will god should be consulted in all our plans and we should be in his divine perfect will we should live and speak in the realization that our destinies our life are in his hand they are in his control amen and listen when you take i and me and what i want and my plan you are taking yourself out of the hand of god and putting it in your own hands instead of letting God have your destiny. We should say, if the Lord wills, we shall live or do this or that. Just like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4.19, he said, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord will, and will know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. He said, if the Lord will. Amen. Make sure you're saying the same thing in your life. If the Lord will. Verse 16, but now ye rejoice in your boasting, all such rejoicing as evil. But now you're boasting. It's arrogance. And you know what boasting is? It's to praise oneself extravagantly. It's to speak of oneself with excessive pride and boasting and lift it up and, and glory about yourself. To lift yourself up in your own self-importance, in your own mind. The Bible says when you boast like that, it is rejoicing. It is evil. It's not just bad. It's not just sin. It's evil, the Bible says. The Christians were priding themselves in their boastful plans of the future. They were arrogant in their own self-confidence. And listen to me, Christian, you can do the same and so can I if we do not keep ourselves in check and right with God and confess sin on a daily basis and submit to God's will. These folks, they acted if they were the masters of their own fate. I control my own destiny. No, you do not. God controls it and it's in his hand. Amen. All such boasting is evil because it leaves God out. And when you leave God out, you're wrong. You're dead wrong. You most certainly are. Make sure that God is in your life. Make sure that you are allowing God to sit on the throne of your heart because if careful, if you don't do like the apostle Paul said and says, I die daily, you will climb yourself up on the throne of your own heart and go your own way. Instead of dying daily and submitting yourself to God and putting God on the throne of your heart and serving him on a daily basis. In our last verse, verse 17, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not to him, it is sin. Now let's look at this in the context of this verse. Because listen, context is the key when understanding Scripture. So in the context of this verse, in this chapter, it's good to take God in every aspect of our lives. It's to live moment by moment in the dependence on God himself. That's what it means in every decision, in every day, in every way. I'm going to put God in the middle of. He is going to be the leader in my life in every aspect 
of my life. And if we know that we should do this, yet fail to do it, we are clearly sinning, the Bible says. Listen to what it says. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So if the Bible tells you, you know you're supposed to do this, that's good, and you don't do it, then it is sin. Now, you can put that on a much broader context there. It could be anything. If we know that it's to do right and not to do it, hey, it is sin. Failure to do so is sin against God, against our neighbors, even against our own self. Amen. Make sure that you are in the center of the will of God and that you are allowing him to lead in your life because that is the best life, Christian. That is the life that God has planned for you. Amen. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.